So I wanted to just touch on this morning and share. That was an introduction. I wanted to touch and share this morning. Um, see, I haven't preached for a long time. No. I, w- I want to share a little bit about what it just God's been stirring in my heart to do with um, in the beginning. In the beginning, God created, God planted, God established a place called Eden, which is His desire and His heart for us. It always, it was and always will be for us to live in Eden. That's why for me, friends, it's not as, we're not on some uh, uh, bus stop of uh, evacuation uh, 101 and uh, we're waiting for Jesus to come so we can get out of here. Because, friends, God's desire was always us for us to live in Eden, and He's established an Eden for us. So we shouldn't be so quick to want to get out when we already have an Eden. Now, we understand that in the environment that we're in, it's not all Eden. And uh, we, it's our job to subdue, take dominion. But the reality is God is going to bring a new heaven and a new earth, right? Um. But we have an Eden which God wants us to walk in and to establish while we're here on this earth. So, friends, I'm not in a hurry to rush and go somewhere. I'm wanting to establish the realms, the rule and the reign of Christ in my life and in the lives that I'm in contact with. Amen. Amen. So that's what we're doing as a church. As a church, as a group of people, as a community of believers, we look like something. Friends, when you gather together as a community of believers, that's when you create your identity and who you are. That's when you get a description. I was sharing, you can take all of us, we're all different parts. You can scatter these parts all over the place, ask 100 out of 100 people to come and walk in here and say, what do you see? Nobody's going to say, oh, I see a body. That doesn't look like a body. What it looks like is a whole bunch of parts. And when it's a whole bunch of parts, it doesn't look so nice, does it? See, so the church, friends, it gets a description. It gets the, the reality of, of what God, uh, what, what they really looked like when they gathered together. Not gathered together in some meeting place for an hour, an hour and a half. I'm talking about when we gather together, when we function as a community of believers, each one doing what it's called to do. I shared um, uh, yesterday with the leaders as well. When you look and you see in Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about the gifts that we've been given as a church. It talks about pastors, prophets, uh, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Those gifts have been given. Friends, why have those gifts been given? They've been given so that we can come on a Sunday and they can give us all that we need so that we can go out there and we can accomplish and, and succeed in life and have a blessed life and retire at 65 and go down to the Cape. You see, the more you fall in love with this world, the less you desire His coming. But you see, if we fall in love with Him, friends, most of the church, friends, is falling in love with what Christ has done for us rather than Christ. See, He can't be your all if there's something else. When He becomes your all, He becomes your everything, friends, then you realize actually that I find my everything in Him, friends. He has become my everything. Is this too heavy? All right. Jesus is, friends, if we, unfortunately, if we, if we had a, a beautiful time machine, 
if we had an opportunity to just go back in time and to just quickly travel through the Old Testament, then we'll realize what an Eden we do have in the New Testament. Because you have to go back to the very beginning to understand the essence of what actually happened. You see, when God created Adam and Eve, He created them beautiful and perfect, friends, and He created He created an Eden. He created a garden, a garden which He planted, which He put everything into, friends, and established everything. And He said something very simple to them. He just said, listen, there's two trees here. I want you to eat from the tree of life. I don't want you to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's not a bad tree, friends. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I don't want you to eat from that. I want you to eat from the tree of life. Because the day that you eat from that, you're going to die. Not really understood fully, but two people that were living in Eden, experiencing all the fullness of God. Then the enemy tries to come in, friends, and he tries to establish a couple of uh, uh, little doubts in in their minds. And uh, there's so much you can learn uh, that Eden gives us lessons to learn from that I, I, uh, I thought, hark, the herald angels are singing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful analogy. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But um, they, they, they're walking with the Lord. Everything's all, it's really cool. It's really good. Um, but they asked not to, to, to do something, friends. And the enemy comes in and he lies to, to Eve and he tries to tell Eve that, hold on a minute, um, you, you know, did, did God really say this? And um, if you eat from this tree, you're going to be like God. Now, we know that they were like God already. We know made in his image. But if you read the, the, the beginning, the story well, you'll understand in, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 22, God says this. He says, Listen, we're going to have to do something because they have now eaten from that tree and they now have become like us, knowing good and evil. So we were made in His image, friends, but when they ate from that, they became like God in knowing good and evil. So before that, they did not know good and evil. This is important, very important. Friends, the Bible says that When Eve partook, and then she gave to Adam, and then he partook, friends, their eyes were opened, and they saw that they were naked. Friends, the reality is their eyes were opened before that their eyes were closed. Closed to what? Closed to good and evil. Ah, what does that mean? Right and wrong. How many know that when their eyes were closed to good and evil, friends, they were walking with God. They were in the cool of the garden experiencing the fullness of everything that God had for them. The minute their eyes were opened, guess what happened? They saw that they were naked. They always were naked. But nakedness, good or evil, In that particular case, probably good to Adam and maybe evil to Eve. But uh, (laughs) the reality was, friends, regardless of good or evil, 
before. They were naked, but they never saw it. Why? Because they were eating from the tree of life. See, and then the Bible says, when you eat from that, that tree, you will surely die. Friends, what did they die? They didn't die physically. What did they die? They died because they were separated from righteousness. Because they had rebelled. How many know that God gave Adam and Eve the dominion and the rule and reign over everything, every living creature, everything, friends? They had dominion and rule and reign over, those, over that beast, over that serpent. They did not take dominion and rule and reign. They listened to that serpent, friends. Our responsibility as the family of God is another one just for free. I'll throw it out there. We'll, we'll t- I'll teach on it. Our, our responsibility, friends, is to take dominion, to rule and reign uh, in our lives over that which people and things and life is saying. And our responsibility is just to eat from the tree of life. Amen. Three things happen in the garden. One, Adam is with Eve. Adam notices the serpent talking to Eve. Second thing happens, Adam notices Eve partaking. Third thing happens, Adam partakes. See, what happens in the family of God and the people of God? We notice the serpent talking, and we do nothing. Number two, we notice the person partaking, and we do nothing. Number three, we partake. Lessons of Eden, friends. That's why we're a family, friends. That's why we gather together, to help one another, to create this Eden environment. For each other, friends, if we hear the serpent talking to anyone here, I'm using metaphors. Maybe I should be more. If the enemy is lying to individuals here, if he's saying things, if people are believing certain stuff or being bombarded with garbage, friends, it's our responsibility to go there and to protect and to help them and to Say, listen, don't listen. Let me take you to the tree of life. Right? Because sometimes then that person gets ensnared, whatever, and they actually partake of it. And then we still do nothing about it. Friends, we need to go to that person, hold them accountable, say to them, hey, listen, come on. Friends, because if we do nothing about it, we simply are acknowledging, and that's just, then we, we come alongside and we go, oh, shame. And then we start partaking. <laughs> that's, that's family. Helping one another to create this Eden. So, there's the tree of life, and there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Friends, God's never desire for us right from the very beginning was ne- for us never to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Friends, it's never been about right and wrong. It's been about Him. Do you know that you, your righteousness comes from Him? See, we like to be in control. We want to be the ones in charge. So Adam and Eve thought, hold on a minute. Um, this tree is pleasant for food. Yes, God said it was all, they were all pleasant for food. But it, was, it began to be a delight to the eyes. See, we've moved into something that's now exterior delight. Instead of a faith, now I'm, doing, I'm looking, right? And then also it goes on to say, and it was good to make one wise. We, we like to be wise. Right and wrong. We can be wise. How many know that the Bible gives us another way that we can actually be wise? Amen? Because you know what God said? 
God said, I'm going to take the foolish things to confound the wise. So just maybe God's way of wisdom and God's wise is different to the world's wise. Now, I'm not talking about you going and learning everything that you can about your craft, your job, your, your, your um, skill, or whatever it is. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about reigning in life. Amen? So I'm not talking about us not uh, be a people that we don't know anything. I'm just talking about right and wrong here. Talking about the tree of life, and I'm talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, because once they partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they died. And now they've tried to walk this journey of getting back righteousness. How many know the whole journey has been restoring ourselves back to God? Back to the Father. That's the journey. And the whole journey now was trying to, to do that through right and wrong so to earn their own righteousness. And so that's why God had to come in and he had to establish a certain bunch of things for you to understand that the only way you can be righteous is through the tree of life. And from the very beginning, their righteousness came from the tree of life. It did not come through right and wrong. Amen. Let me, let me help you and just throw out this just as a quick thing, because but I, it's kind of jumping to the end and going, then I'll go back again. How about this, friends? How about God uh, 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 says a whole bunch of stuff in the Word of God and promises for us, and uh, we want to stand on them and believe them now, and we're walking uh, this journey with God in our lives, and, um, and something happens, circumstance or situation or whatever, where it doesn't seem like the promise is being fulfilled. If we're eating from the tree of the knowledge of good, and, of good and evil, friends, we're sitting there and going, this is not right. This is wrong. My situation, whatever, I, can't, I don't understand God. I don't know why this is happening. I, don't, well, I, I did this, I did that, whatever. Why? So what's this? this? Surely looking at this, this is, def, this is something's wrong, friends. Or you can simply be eating from the tree of life and you could understand that the tree of life says to me, God is good. See, if I eat from the tree of life and God is good, it's not about whether it's right or wrong, it's good. Now the Bible can make sense to me when it says, uh, in everything give thanks. Rejoice always. Friends, you can only rejoice always. You can only give thanks and everything give thanks if you're eating from the tree of life which says God is good. Woo! He's just good. Friends, when you're eating from here, you're trying to figure out if it's right or wrong. When, when the minute you move into that, friends, you move into two spirits. It's a political and a religious spirit. The minute they fell, Adam and Eve fell, a political and religious spirit began to operate on this earth. Because a political and religious spirit is all about right and wrong, friends. You have to form a camp. Political spirit always trying to get votes, trying to you to come my side, isolate you. No, you believe that, so now you are, you are naughty, you isolated. Uh, Bad you, come, you guys come, you, we agree the same. Religious spirit just wants to judge and judgment and punishment all the time of what's right and what's wrong when God just wants you to come to him and eat from him from who he is. That's why Christ wants to be established and formed in us because he is love. Not that we do love, friends, what's right and wrong. The right thing to do in this is to love. That's totally unbiblical, friends. In the New Testament, in the new dispensation of Christ, friends, we eat from him. We are love. It's not right or wrong to love. We are love. Right? Right? Right. Amen. See, we're not drawing people to this gathering. We're drawing people into a relationship and a way of life. 
That's why it's not just about a Sunday and an hour and a half. It's about a way of life. And that way of life, friends, if we're not living that way of life, number one, they can't see it. Number two, who would want to come? Right? Right. 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 See, let me, let me say it another way. One tree, friends, is truth. I didn't say fact, I said truth. And what does Jesus want us to do? Know the truth. No, no. My Bible says, if you will know right and wrong, it'll set you free. My Bible says, if you will know the truth, the truth will set you free, friends. See, the people of God are still shackled and they're actually free. They're shackled because they're still living in right and wrong, friends. They're still living under the law. See, and the law came in, friends, to expose... It actually exposed sin. Sin increased. It wanted to show us that, friends, knowing right and wrong isn't the answer. Knowing Him is the answer. Knowing truth is the answer. Allowing truth to come, friends. See, the law was given. John chapter 1, verse 14, 15, 16, 17. Around there. Pick, pick a number. Um, that the law was given, friends. It's, it's cold, it can't help. It was there to expose something that happened in the very beginning in the garden. What happened in the very beginning in the garden is Adam and Eve said, we actually think we can do this. When all God was wanting them to do is to stay in truth. Live from that place of eating from truth, friends. The truth is God is good. My life and my circumstances might have a yes or no on that aspect. But the truth of the matter is I live eating from He's good. And when I live eating from His good, friends, then when he, I, I live from that place, friends, my life actually reflects He's good. Not sometimes it reflects He's not so good, sometimes it reflects He is good, because sometimes I'm not sure about whether it's right, whether it's wrong. Friends, we're not meant to live in that right and wrong. That's the new covenant. And it comes way back from the beginning tree. I mean, I've, I wrote some things which I'll unpack, but let me, let me just. Um, one tree is faith. And one tree is knowledge. Well, I need to know it first. I need to have understanding. I need to know it before I can move. Friends, if you need to have understanding, you've simply put a, a, a stopper on, on your growth in God. See, so you don't need to have an understanding, friends. You need to fall in love with the truth. You need to fall in love with Jesus. You need to be enamored uh, and just eat from Him, friends. One tree is God's Word. The other tree is man's Word. See, that's when fear comes in. We take account of the opinion of others before we obey the voice of God. See, man's voice, God's voice. One tree is who we are, 
And one tree is what we can be. That's where he lives. The enemy lives. What we can be. But one tree is who we are. And who you are, friends, we need to go to the Word and we need to go to Jesus to find that out because it is unbelievable. So unbelievable that it's very believable. If we, honestly, I I, I would love us to, to, if we knew what God rescued us from, if we looked at the old covenant, understood the whole journey of the old covenant, friends, now we just live in the new covenant with like, wow, this is, this is great, you know, yay. You know, in the old covenant, every single one of you in your homes, in the corner of your home, should have had a pile of rocks. Because I'm telling you right now, it's not just that you go for kidney stones, but it, most of the Old Testament is about, we should all be stoned. You, you know, you, we, 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 we take just blase, read Deuteronomy 28, you'll read the first 13 whatever verses, and you'll read all about how God's great and wants to bless. But then read from uh, verse 14, whatever, all the way to 60-something, friends, that's the curses. Friends, there, if your kids misbehaved, take them out of the city and stone them. It's foreign to us. That's what happens when you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong, friends. And even the children of Israel, when it was blatantly before their eyes, said, no, we can do it. Yes, we can do it. No, you can't do it. So stop it. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eat from the tree of life. Eat from Christ. Eat from truth. The truth will set you free. Friends, the law was given, but grace and truth came. Because truth comes, friends. Truth comes to you. It's not given. It comes to you. And you and I have had Christ come to us. And we've received truth. And we now have truth inside of our hearts. Now we've got to allow truth to set us free. We've got to know this truth that's inside of every single one of us. So that we can be truthful to those that are around us. That's why it's so foreign, friends, when... The gossip and slander and things like that are part of the church because it doesn't make sense when Jesus has come inside of us and Holy Spirit is inside of us. That's why the Bible says that's how we quench Holy Spirit. It doesn't make sense. Why would we slander or gossip unless we're eating from a wrong tree? From the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, friends. Why would I gossip and why would I slander? Because what's good and what's, what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's evil? See, when you're eating from the tree of life and you're eating from truth and you're eating from Christ, He is your righteousness. You will act and operate in godliness. See, godliness was not there for gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Because when I'm eating from Christ, friends, my life becomes godly but I'm content. Friends, if my life is trying to be godly with what I'm doing between right and wrong, it's, it's exhausting and I'm doing it for gain. Because now I've moved into a place of judging. 
And the Bible, even Paul said, I don't even judge myself. There's one judge. Because we've moved from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Things have changed. One tree is obedience. One tree is effort. I should say that one again. One tree is obedience and one tree is effort. God doesn't want your effort. See, what happened to Adam and Eve is they still had to work. See, work was part of God's plan. God's called every single one of us to work. But when you work, eating from the tree of life, it's so easy because God's partnering with you and he did a lot of the work himself. When you're sitting there eating from the tree of life and you're listening to the Lord and you're allowing him to, to partake of your life and your job and whatever, and that he does a lot of the work. Oh, what a night. Then when we eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong, friends, then suddenly I have to do it by the sweat of my brow. One tree is unseen and the other tree is seen. See, because one tree is faith. One tree loves to trust. One tree loves to be in the know. See, the promises of God must lead us to trust. Otherwise, they lead us to entitlement. Promises of God are supposed to lead us to trust. Otherwise, they will lead us to entitlement. See, one tree loves to trust. The other tree loves to be in the know. Hey, I've done this and done this, this, that, and the other. So I actually, God, I'm entitled. And then God doesn't come through and it's something wrong with God. See, when I stick to truth, truth never changes. I trust truth. Because it never changes and I eat from that, I'm in a place of contentment. Never satisfied, friends. Why never satisfied? Because I want more of Him and truth being revealed in and through my life. Not I'm never satisfied with truth. Truth is truth. Amen. Am I making sense? I hope I'm making sense. I'm dropping bombs here, left, right, and center. And I, uh, one tree loves to be dependent. One tree loves to be independent and in control. One tree loves to be dependent and reliant. What I want to encourage us with is we will do a whole series on a whole bunch of this stuff. I want to encourage us that when Jesus came, what are we doing? When Jesus came, friends, he changed the landscape. He changed the outlook. He changed everything about us. All the way up to that point, friends, things were a certain way because they'd eaten from the wrong tree. But he delivered us from that wrong tree, friends, and now delivered us as new creatures in Christ. 
Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now we were given the incredible ability not just to eat from the tree, but for the tree of life for, to be inside of us, to live for Christ. Now to be our everything and our all. We make Him our everything and our all. And to journey now in that dispensation, friends, of absolute joy, of absolute peace, of life. Jesus said, I am not a way, I am the way. Amen? No arguments as we sit here today and we gather here today. Friends, there are not many roads to heaven. There are not many roads to get to Father God. There is only the way. And His name is Jesus. Amen? We don't have to beat around the bush. We don't have to be apologetic about that. It is the way. And He is the truth. And He is the life. Amen? It's how we get life, friends. We get life because of Him. He is the way, friends. So when we study and we look at the Word and we understand it, we understand that He created the way, He created the truth, and He created the life for us in this New Testament of living where the believers and the body could now express who He really was. And it's a place of joy, a place of peace, a place of victory, and a place of love. When they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, friends, they lost love. Love isn't, friends, the right thing to do. We don't love one another because actually the guy's, you know, I can see he's a bit repentant and he's, he's actually, he's changed his mind and he's quite nice and he's, okay, so I, you know, I love him. Now that guy's still arrogant. He needs to just walk the road a little further. That's right. It's right that we just give him a little bit of a tough time. Just let him, just, he must fall to the bottom of the ladder. I don't know what tree. I'm so full of. I just think as we, as we journey as a family over the next little while, I'm learning how much in my life is from the wrong tree, friends. This right and wrong thing has captivated me. And God set us free from that. I was studying the other day, I was studying about just the prophetic and the voice of the prophetic. And looking at the voice of the prophetic in the Old Testament, friends. And looking at the, the, the prophets. Man, it was horrific, man. The prophets, when they spoke of old, friends, they, they lambasted. There was such judgment, such cruel, vicious stuff that was being declared and spoken of. And when you read about the law, you find out that it was like a, it was like a catch-22, a no-go zone. If you didn't obey what the prophet said, you were stoned. If the prophet was wrong, he was stoned. And he's prophesying about a fa- a famine and, and stopping rain and, 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 and people dying and, and, and kings losing their... Their, their heads and the kingdom and all kinds of stuff, friends. It was a vicious time. And why was that all vicious time? Because it was all pointing to Jesus as being the answer and that we needed a savior. Then when we get saved, we still look to the Old Testament prophets. When we're in a completely different dispensation, read Malachi, friends. Read Malachi chapter 4 and see what it says about Elijah. Friends, read about Elijah in the Old Testament and, 
And then it says, and now in the last days, the Elijah's gonna come. Oh dear God, no. Don't bring Elijah. And then it says, Elijah will restore the, the hearts of the father to the children and the children to the father. That's not Elijah. It's a different dispensation, a different time. It's now the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter five, I think it's verse 17. It says, when Jesus didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets, he came to fulfill it. Luke 16, 16 says that up until um, um, the law and the prophets were up until John the Baptist. But since then, the kingdom of God is being preached. But then when we go and have a look and we, and, we, and we look at Ephesians chapter 4, it says, but the church has been given apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors for the equipping so that the church might come to the mature stature and likeness of Christ. Has the church arrived at the mature stature and likeness of Christ yet? No, so but God gave prophets. So there's prophets in the New Testament and there's prophets in the Old Testament. But the prophets in the New Testament is a whole different dispensation. Amen. Jesus brought in something completely new. Now when we look and we look at the prophets of the New Testament, we wonder why uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14 tells us that they're there to edify. That's to build up. There's a whole new thing going on here now. To edify and to build up and to establish in the New Testament. Jesus changed something, friends. What he changed, what we need to understand is that he seared and took care of the conscience. Hebrews chapter 10. You and I should have a clear conscience now. Not going back to sin all the time. Because he's cleared that conscience. Now I'm eating from the tree of life, eating from truth. Now I'm supposed to operate and walk simply in truth. Not about right and wrong, friends. The right and wrong gets sorted out as I live in truth. That's how you and I deal with whatever's going on in our lives. It's not for us to be conscious of it. It's for us to be conscious of him. And to live in him, friends, it's a whole new way of living. If you concentrate on truth now instead of what's right and wrong in everything that you and I do, we begin to live and feed off life itself. Suddenly, I'm actually a very happy person. I'm a nice person to be around. Not because I'm right or because I'm wrong, but because I'm living in truth. Amen. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a body, friends, that's living in the fullness of what Christ paid for. You've got a happy bunch of people. We're in a party venue. It's a party time. Amen. This is a good time to be alive. Thank God I'm not in the Old Testament. Woo! Praise the Lord. See, because they brought about judges and kings. When he is our judge and he is our king. In the New Testament, we don't need a judge and a king, friends. I wish I could, I will at some stage teach on just how much has changed because of Jesus. And how amazing he is and how wonderful he is and that we have him in our lives, friends. And that actually when we get it more, it's like, God, I don't want to be down or sad ever in my entire life ever again. And the only reason why I'm sad and down is because I don't have a revelation of you. So please give me a revelation of you. Not the reason why I'm down is because I might have done something right or wrong. 
friends, we've got to shake that off of our lives. Never again, friends, to be a people that are indulged in right and wrong, but a people that are indulged in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's become my, my everything. I gather around, uh, we gather around Him. We eat from Him, friends. He is the living Word. We, we look at this Word, and then we become the body that He's called us to be, because some of it's really hard. And sometimes I think God just head goes, he's so like grieved because we're trying so hard. Because we're eating from the tree, right and wrong. We need to try less and believe more. Just eat from the tree of life. Eat from Jesus. He's the living word. When we eat from this, friends, it's not, it's not, it's, this word is not there to pick out and pick faults and to, and to show you where you are going wrong or, or what you need to do, friends. All that I shared, and I will go through all of those maybe in a lot slower, is when you pick up those things, you realize which tree you're eating from. When you begin to eat from him, I, I, you know, over... Uh, December, I was studying, I was, I was really praying to the Lord and asking Him, I want to know how to build church. How, how do you do this, Lord? I, 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 I need to find out because I, it's, 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 I don't know, things have changed, you know, and stuff is, how, how do you do this? And He just said, go, go read that book, go read that book, go read that book. And I'm going, Lord, but none of them tell you how. What do they do? Ah, well, it doesn't say that, it just says, hey, you know, you can, just lose yourself in the word and and, uh, and and let me be. And I'm like, yeah, that's how. Oh, that's so nice. We just have to eat from him and love him. And then he just adjusts everything in our lives. We suddenly reflect him better. Amen. Not because I did something. We, we just reflect him better. Shall we stand? So I say all of that just to simply say that I really do believe that how we build church is by gathering together around the presence of the Lord, by learning from His Word, and by allowing His Word to, to change our hearts and lives, uh, by creating an environment where we're family and friends, and that we love one another, we really do love one another, an environment of truth um, where we can uh, be there for one another, help one another speaking to each other's lives. And uh, one of the little things that you can always know is that um, truth uh, has a twin, and uh, his name is Grace. So when God says speaking the truth in love, um, he's not doing some nice uh, ritual religious thing. Is that grace always accompanies truth. Because grace and, grace and truth are the same person. His name is Jesus. The Bible says grace and truth came in Jesus Christ. So that's how we know when we're operating in truth. Because there's grace. So I want to I wanna just uh, invite you. I want to invite you to come on a journey with me. As a church to allow Christ to be formed in us. I want to invite you on a journey where we gather around the Word, 
we gather around the living word, we gather around Christ, we wrestle through the things, we allow him to speak, we get to know truth so that it can set us free, so that we can represent and be who he's called us to be. I, I want to encourage you that this venue lends itself to not just a, a room like this where we sit in chairs, but there's a beautiful uh, open area next to the pool where we can have a picnic and where we can sit on, on um, blankets where I can... Um, finally do one of my bucket lists and become like Jesus and walk amongst the, uh, and collect 12 baskets. No, no. <laughs> where we can sit there and I can just minister and also teach um, on the lawns uh, while we're having a picnic, not just in some building because it's got to be recorded. I don't want these things recorded, friends. I want these things to change my life. So, Father, I just pray for every single one of us here today, Lord God. You've invited us on a journey as a church. I'm so grateful for the gifts that you've given us, Lord God. I'm so grateful for every single person here, different parts of the body that you've brought together to form a beautiful body. And I want all the gifts to be expressed and to flourish. And uh, in the beauty of only how you, you know how, Lord God, to do that. But more than that, I want, I want Jesus. I want Jesus to shine. I want Jesus to be revealed in and through 24-7 church. I don't want us just to be a church now. Oh, we do this ministry and we do that ministry. Because when you read that the fivefold gifting was given uh, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, it goes on to say, for the building up of the body in love. It's actually the saints that build up the body in love. It's the fivefold that equip the saints, and it's the saints that build up the body in love. I want this body, Lord God, 24-7 church to be built up in love. I want this to already be an oasis, Lord, before we move across 100 meters onto a new piece of land with a nice building and, and all the stuff, Lord God. I want us to be in love with you before we get stuff. Before we're used in our giftings, I want us to be in love with you. I want you to be our everything, Lord God. And whatever we achieve or do in our lives will still be nothing. I'm praying for us to be captivated, Lord God. I'm asking that we would commit to one another and commit to 24-7 church. As your shepherd, as Jane and I, this morning, I'm not asking you to join 24-7 or be part of 24-7 to do something. I'm asking you to be part of 24-7 as a community to be like Jesus, to love one another, to express Christ-likeness to each other and as a body to this community and to those around us. I hope, even as Patrick has been with us today, I hope Patrick gets to see the love of Jesus and Christ expressed today. That we would honor him, lavish him, love him, and he would just see love lived out. I thank you for Trudy, Lord God. I pray she would see love lived out. And I pray, Father, that in our lives, Lord God, wherever we are, wherever God, wherever you've placed us in our environments, 
We are in this world. So in this world, we are all over the place. At schools and workplaces, uh, varsities, hospitals, whatever job, whatever environment, Lord God, I pray, Lord, that they would see you, Lord. But I thank you for one another, that we have a place of Eden where we can actually be together, learn and love one another and help one another. So will you help us, Lord, as we commit, Lord, as we're on this journey? It's a journey of faith. It's a journey of believing you. It's a journey of trusting you, Lord God. That we would get to know you more and become more like you. So it's more about what you do in us and through us than it is about what you do for us. Lord, I pray that we would see that happen in the days ahead, in a supernatural and an amazing way, in a quick way, Father, that our Edens would expand in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I, I just feel like every, this year, I don't know why, but I just feel like the Lord's been saying, if there is anybody here who does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, maybe you've been to church many times, maybe you've You've heard this message, maybe you've felt like you're part of church, but you've never accepted Jesus into your heart and your life. He's the greatest person you'll ever meet. And all you need to do is call on the name of the Lord. All you need to do is relinquish the authority and the reins of your own life and allow him to come in and take control. Because he wants to be Lord and King of your life. I believe Jesus is not promising a better life. He's promising truth. And when you live in truth, you live free. And when you live in truth, you live in His presence. And when you live in His presence, in His presence there's fullness of joy. There are pleasures forevermore at His right hand. If that's you today, I, just, I would love you to come and to speak to me afterwards. I'd love to just share with you. And just lead you in a prayer before the Lord. But I don't want to leave without challenging your heart and saying, if that is you, please come and talk to me. Otherwise, for the rest of us, I just pray that we would have a super Jesus encounter week. An ongoing revelation of how good he is and who he is. We stop believing the lies. Stop trying to do what's right or wrong or whatever. Just allow him to be our everything. Seek first the kingdom, his righteousness. The rest is going to just happen as we love him. Pray a blessing over this congregation, Lord God, over this group of people, over this family, over 24-7 church. I love them. I'm so grateful for today, just for seeing everybody. Such a privilege, Lord God, to stand here and be a shepherd and a father over a beautiful family like this. Pray that you'd watch over us. I pray this is going to be the greatest year for 24-7, Lord God, that you are going to be revealed 
in and through our lives, Lord. Thank you for this amazing venue. Thank you for this opportunity that we have, Lord, in this community. And uh, pray for a great week for every single person in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If anybody here is needing a prayer, please don't just go off. Please come and.